Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Johnny. No, you're not. You're Leanne and you're tired. <laughs> can you tell? Yes, I can tell. Yeah, I am actually a bit tired today. We so. Actually, there's a walkway that we come up from where we park the car here and um, Leanne wanted me to drop her off so she didn't have to walk up the driveway because <laughs> she was very tired. And then I wanted you to <coughs> piggyback me up the driveway. And there was two chances of that. So I know. And that has put a rift in our relationship. It has. It has. Our relationship has been... Um, Severed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say affected somewhat. <laughs> That's, uh, okay. uh, Johnny, what are we talking about today? Relationships. Oh, relationships. What a okay. coincidence. I probably need to listen to this episode. So let's get it done so I can listen to it. Okay. Relationships. Uh Fast Food Relationship Podcast. Good. What are they all about? What are they for? Yes. Why do we... Well, we can't really avoid them, can we? Well, that's if you're into connection, unless you're a hermit living out in the bush and you're really happy with your own company and willing to live on your own for 50 years of your life with just you and... Oh, no, you probably still have a relationship with the birds and your dog. And really good for your mental health, actually, connections. And we know, actually, to lengthen your life... Mm. It's good to have connections. But do you need to have lots and lots of connections? Oh, I think, is everyone different? Um, <laughs> I'm not out to trick you. It's oh, okay. Even okay. though you didn't carry me up the driveway. No, I didn't. Um, we don't have to have a lot of connections, the research has found. However, we do need to have some good quality ones. So we don't have to have, you know, we don't have to be the centre of attention and have a huge network. Mm. We could have just, a, you know, a couple of um, good, trustworthy friends or family members that we feel... Um, you know, connected to in some way. And that's so, actually really good for our longevity and for our mental health. What, what's, uh, what, what sort of relationships? Like uh, where you feel safe and, and yeah, cared yeah. for and yeah, yeah. loved? Okay. Yeah. You okay. know, like, um, um, yeah, some form of positive regard. Okay. Yeah. It's not always unconditional positive regard in every relationship, as much as I think that would be ideal in many of them. Yeah. Um, but having some form of, you know, regard for you as a person and you feel like you're part of that community okay. in whatever way. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, I've got a bestie that I hang out with 24-7. It might just be that I've got a good connection with my local photography club and I go and do photography with them on a Saturday morning and I feel like I'm part of that community. Okay. So, you know, those types of connections are actually really good for and, our mental health. And there's been, uh, you know, those... Uh, about sayings around loneliness is the new smoking because uh, people spending a lot of time online not being connected to others um, and then uh, not forming relationships. Yeah. Um, it's unhealthy. Yeah. And it shortens your life. Yeah. So it's the same same sort of sort of thing. So I think it's really cool to talk about connections because I think it's um, a great topic just for you know general living and and awareness. But I think it's a really good topic for small business people as well. So it kind of overlaps both areas, your interest and my interest. Mm. And I, I guess if we're both happy, isn't that the start of a good relationship? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, we can talk about personal relationships and we can talk about the relationships that we build with others at work. Mm. Well, relationship um, with 
other human being can be as simple and as short as paying for your petrol at the service station, right? So, yeah, I guess I, I was thinking a little bit more long term. And, and yeah. knowing that we were coming here today, I've actually thought a lot about this topic, believe it or not, oh, even good. though I'm sick today. Oh, good. Okay, well, I want to hear I've, this. I've actually thought a lot about this. And one thing that I keep on coming back to mm. is um, feeling very, very angry with one particular movie. And maybe we've talked about this before. I can't remember. Is it Jerry Maguire? Yeah, Jerry yeah, Maguire. Yeah, I heard that. That whole notion of you complete me. Mm. I mean, I love it. It's romantic. It's gorgeous. But really, it's got to be the undoing of many a relationship. And that's about expectation? Yeah, about dependency on others for happiness, I think. Mm. You know, like I, um, I need you to make me happy or if I have you or... I'm not whole. I'm unless, not whole. Unless I have you in my yeah. life. Yeah. And I actually think the opposite is true. Okay. I need to be and feel whole within myself first yep. before I can be happy with, you know, with someone else or in the company of others. So, in fact, Jerry, mm. I think he got it wrong. I think he needed to have said, I complete me yep, and, and I, therefore I love you. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, sounds good. It's about two separate individuals walking together. Yeah. Through life rather than being enmeshed. Yeah. And, uh, and and relying on the other for their their happiness. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that's typical though of, of, of relationships? Because I know you've done a lot of relationship counselling. Mm. And so my question to you is based on that wealth of um, experience you've had with couples, right, primarily. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you think that not coming into relationships feeling equal with one another like if you don't have that, is that quite often the cause of disharmony in a relationship where one person expects the other to fulfill them in some way? I, I, the way I see relationships is that every relationship is actually um, perfect for the couple regardless of the connection level. Oh. Sounds a bit strange, but if, uh, if you have a um, someone who has a huge amount of expectation on another person and they... Um, enter a relationship believing they're going to have all those needs met as part yeah. of that relationship, yeah. um, that becomes uh, an impossible um, goal because mm. the other person can never um, yeah, that's right. you know, fulfill those relationships. Yeah. So that's almost like they chose that person to learn about themselves. So hang on, we're going to yep. get real deep here. Sure, sure. So are you saying then that they, maybe at a subconscious level, mm. they choose somebody seeking out those things that need yeah. completion, but actually knowing mm. at a subconscious level, this person is never going to make me satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, the comment that comes up the most in relationships that are out of kilter yeah. is it, um, it doesn't matter what I do, it's never good enough. Right. So the, the, one of the, 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 the partners will yeah. say, I, I really need this from them. And that person says, it doesn't matter what I do to fulfill that need, it just never seems good enough. Yeah. So the, the learning or the personal growth that comes from that is that um, recognising that you can really only fulfill your own needs right. personally and then you are then free to connect with another person. So, so do you think tied with that though in a, in a relationship like that is 
where one person worries them mm. that they're not going to be good enough for the other person. Well, they, they entered the relationship from the same subconscious Right. Choices. Isn't that fascinating, right? Yeah. So they, they entered a relationship with someone that was uh, very needy um, and they were in the business of thinking that they can make others happy yep. all the time. And it becomes pretty evident at some point that it doesn't matter what they do. It's never enough. So they then, through personal growth, that make a decision that just maybe I just needed to care about me first. Yeah. And then, and also care for another person. So I mm. guess sometimes the risk is that as one person grows... Mm. It's the outer kilter. Yeah. yeah, they become out of kilter. And mm. so we might see the relationship either change that they don't end up as close or even you know separate and go their own ways yep. and i keep coming back to that movie and we have talked about this many many times mm. that really old movie with meg ryan and um i think it was andy garcia mm. when a man loves a woman oh yeah and she's an alcoholic mm. and he's an airline pilot mm. and they have this relationship where she's always falling down and he's always rescuing her mm. And as she begins to recover and become more sober. Um, he's not needed. Yeah, he's actually not needed. Mm. And that's the role that he's been so used to playing yeah. in that relationship that I think they end up splitting up yeah. because yeah. Um, she no longer needs a person like that. Yeah. And if you look at that relationship from each individual's perspective, then the relationship has run its course. Yeah. It has achieved. Yeah, that's right. It has achieved what it set out to do. Yeah. Uh, and if the relationship doesn't achieve to set out what the relationship was meant to do, and that was to grow as a human being and to become more whole as a human being, yeah. Then you will then repeat it with the next relationship, and then yeah, the next, that's right. and then the next. That's right. Um, and you will keep putting yourself into the ring. Uh, yes. To 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 learn the lesson, and if you don't get it, you'll just keep repeating it. Yes. Mm. Um, but then that begs a question. You know. Are all relationships about getting something from somebody else or learning from somebody else? Because um, in going back to that example of when a man loves a woman, mm. I think that's the name of the movie, I can't remember. Yeah. But going back to that example, um, his role kind of ended, so therefore the relationship ended. But what about in situations like, for example, you and I, mm. where... I don't see any end to the role you play or the role I play. It's not a, it, it's not, I don't have a defined well, expectation, a, I don't think. Well, it's, it's a dance. So if you can imagine at the, at the beginning of a relationship, the dance is at arm's length and um, there's lots of learning about each other and ourselves. Yep. And, yeah, that's and, true. And when it does get out of kilter, uh, depending on how much resilience the relationship has and the individuals have, um, uh, unless they, uh, you need both of those people to willing to change and to adapt mm. in that relationship. So this out of kilter thing also says that one person grows as a human being, yeah. and the other person doesn't. So, so mm. you have you have another person who's not ready to learn about self love, and you have someone who has learned about self love, and they that is the, the chasm's too far apart. Yeah. So that person says, "Well, I'm ready to move on in my life," and that person says, well, "I'm not quite ready yet." Or I never will be. So, yeah. so no, no longer is that relationship working for them. And so, so uh, I, why do you think then, or how do you think that works mm. in when when the relationship is put under a time of great mm. stress or distress, 
um, because I'm thinking about how we had our, you know, we've had very, very, very stressful times, mm. very dire times yeah. um, in our time together. And But what those experiences, I think, have done is brought us much closer together. Mm. And we've kind of gone, hey, we're survivors together. We've mm. done this together, as opposed to break us apart. And we were under extreme, you know, financial stress, everything else. Mm. Why is it that we've come together, whereas so often we hear of, um, you know, dire times resulting in you know marriage breakdown and mm. relationship breakdown well, what's the difference there uh, it's the it's the balance and the dance so uh, you can't see my arms doing this but no, I'm it's doing great it. on a podcast you like that it's, it's yeah. like you, you you i've got my arm my hands at each sort of side and they're sort of um oscillating back and forth um and when you hit hit hard times the relationship um uh, starts to work together to try and survive those times. If you have one of those partners that isn't willing to grow from that experience, then the chasm gets Or not gets able. Better. Or not able, yep. yeah. Uh, or not ready. Yeah. Or may- maybe never. Yeah. The relationship chasm gets too far apart. It goes out way out of balance. And, yeah. And it's not, that relationship's not survivable. Um, but if you're talking about us in particular, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. my best guess is that we probably, we're talkers. Uh, and, yeah. And you and I have, um, we've, I think we've done a podcast on it, the value of communication. Yeah. So um, when these things happen, we talk from uh, I statements. Yeah. Um, where we talk about how we feel as an individual yeah. in these situations, so that we can understand each other's perspectives. So um, I think the reason that we've survived and are going to continue to survive is that we, uh, the self awareness that we've got, is all about recognizing that we are pretty much responsible for our own feelings. Yeah, I think that's it. And we're pretty good at communicating how we feel as individuals in situations. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably what's kept our balance and yeah, our, I, yeah, closer I, together. Yeah, I think that that's a good observation. And that's always the challenge, though, isn't it, is that I think we do have an understanding that, you know, I'm responsible for me and, and you're responsible for you. But that doesn't mean I will set out to say nasty things or do nasty things to you mm. because I'm abdicating all responsibility for that. No. Um it doesn't actually, you know, um, give you permission yeah. to do or say mean things because, no. you know, you're responsible for your own feelings. No. Um, but it does mean that um, there's no need, I think, to be um, hurtful. Like, uh, mm. I'm just who I am and I happen to be probably in your space and you're who you are. Yeah. And I love the person that you are and I like being in your space and I don't have any other agenda to want you to change or be any different than the person that you are. And I think that there's a sense of um, just enjoying being yeah, I think without expectation or, um, or need. Yeah. Really. Well, if we're, I, I, yes, and, and I think we're kind. Yeah. Uh, and we're compassionate and we're uh, accepting. Yeah. Um, and we also uh, have uh, boundaries. So yeah. so we're kind to each other, accepting each other, but when one of us um, uh, carries on a lot to the other, yeah. uh, we have a, a, this sort of level of acceptance of what's happening for that person, but also uh, happy to speak up and say, yeah. um, <laughs> that, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So. And, and I think we should acknowledge that as well. We do fight. Mm. And we do argue. Yes. 
And we do have periods where I don't talk to you. Yes, that's your passive aggressive. Uh, yeah, yep, that, yep. that's right. And you have periods where you yell. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I've, so, I've got, so my, you yell. I've got an anger issue. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think maybe you should go do a course on that, honey. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, um, you don't need to. But, um, yeah. but we, so we do have that. We have those human emotions and reactions. Yeah. And that's true. You, you do say to me now, um, how long are you not going to talk to me for? Mm. And mm. I try hard now because mm. yes, it is a very passive aggressive thing, and I know we you started, all. You started with know. days. I mean, uh, originally, yeah. you and, and quite rightly, you said, "I'm processing. I'm trying to find uh, my way through this, and I'll get back to you shortly. Yeah. Leave me alone." Yeah. Right, and I would then just leave you alone. The yeah. problem is because I was a big talker. I was in the business of going. Well, tell me what's happened. What are you feeling? <laughs> I want. A, I want a solution. <laughs> I want to fix this. I want this all done right. And you're saying no leave me to me that's right yeah so you, you, you brought that you've made those those times shorter, shorter and i've been more patient yes you have yeah, and definitely uh, and have. seems to be working and i think too i know for me and i'm pretty confident it's the same for you um there is a level of awareness now that says okay if i push this any further this is going to erupt into an argument or we've had an argument and you asked me the question that says, you know, how long are you not going to talk to me for? Mm. And I make a very conscious, hard mm. decision to say, I'm going to talk to you now, mm. um, as opposed to I'm going to hold on to this sulking for longer and longer and longer yeah. and not speak. So even though I actually find it really difficult to turn around and talk, you know, in a shorter gap, um, I make a really big effort to do that because above all else, I value my relationship with you more than my sulking. Mm. Um, doesn't mean I don't sulk. Mm. I do. Mm. I really clearly do. But, um, but I really try hard to kind of work through that a lot faster. So, so generally the only reason we are together is because uh, you're really good at relationships. No. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'm sort of uh, I'm sort of falling and flailing about in the background trying no, to keep no, up. No, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm no, good, good, because no, I'm actually talking about me being more passive-aggressive than you. You're yeah. a lot calmer than yeah. me, I think. I think, I think we, we care enough about each other and ourselves um, yeah. to want to walk this, this journey together. Yeah. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. And I think the other thing too, which is something that we talked about on the way here, um, is that we are aware that we 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 do try hard mm. and so um you don't actually because the the danger of being with someone or knowing someone for a long period of time is that you um expect them to behave in a particular way mm. so when habits get repeated and repeated that's we come to expect them people to be like that mm. but Sometimes people make a change mm. um, and we miss it yeah. because we have a bias that says this is who, you know, yeah. John is. Mm. But when John does something different um, out of the norm because he's stretched himself and taken a bit of a risk mm. in behaving differently, 
Um, if you're in a relationship with a person that's different yeah, than when and, you were in, and, so and the contracts change. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you don't make an assumption mm. about this is the way this person is and that's how they're going to react, if you go, hang on, I'm going to try this on and just see if they react differently, sometimes they actually do. Mm. And that's a really positive thing. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really positive thing. The only thing that's consistent is the inconsistency. Yeah, and yeah. and being open to the inconsistency yeah. and not just assuming that this is how John is and this is how he's always going to be. Because yeah. one day John might do it differently and I'll miss it. Yeah. There's and that, I don't want that to happen. Absolutely. That that joke about um, when when man and woman... Uh, get married uh, she thinks that she'll be able to change him yeah and he thinks she'll never change yeah <laughs> um and then uh, and in the couples counseling that I, i've been involved in the, the two the two the two biggest things which is all around communication and we we're talking about that out of kilter thing and that was um uh, how invested they are in the relationship and what it is that they want to achieve from uh, relationship counseling right so the first thing is to find out just how important this relationship is right and then uh, and if they both want this relationship to succeed and have a goal that they want it to continue yeah. uh, then you can talk about how that's what that looks like and then yeah. how to work towards that and it's all with high statements like i said before and yeah. that is and, and there's a um, procedure in couples counseling which is called gatekeeping where you you have the you have these relationships in the room so you have the relationship between me and them and, yeah. and each other and yeah, also yeah. and also their relationship to the relationship itself which is another entity in the room so you talk, they talk to each other with I statements. Yeah, uh, yep. I, feel, I feel this when that happens. Yep. Uh, they have to talk to the relationship about what it is they, they want from that relation, they're hoping for. Yep. Um, and then uh, and then just to round this off, you were saying before about when one person changes and another one yeah. doesn't, yeah. Um, the only real way for that relationship to survive is to become a new relationship. Right. Now, right. Pe people can go out and create a new relationship with someone else. Right. Or this particular relationship yeah. has to be a new relationship with the same person. Yeah. Um, so when they look at themselves, if they if they actually do go get through that upheaval in their relationship, yeah, yeah. and they look back at their relationship before the upheaval, they won't they won't recognise themselves as that right. as that anymore. It's like two different people, brand new relationship, just the same bodies yeah. are present. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, okay. and that's okay. that's really cool. And, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about relationships that go well. How do you nurture those relationships and and um, and grow them, you know. They're, they're kind of like really cool little flowers in a garden that just yeah. bring love, don't they? There's some tricks to the trade. What, the what um, languages of love, you know, we were talking about yeah, that before. Yeah, you're big on this, Johnny. You're well, really big on this. And, and uh, I, I can't remember, I haven't got them in front of me, but uh, but it's, it's about uh, everyone has a, a way that they love and a way so that they want to be loved. could be by touch, yep. by affirmation. Yep. Gift giving. Gift giving. Don't remember the rest. Sorry, yeah. I'm I'm not well today. That's that, that's all right. There's there's five. I actually think. I can tell you. Yeah, what oh, they that'd are. be really cool. So yes, touch and affirmation, gift giving, oh, and being present, being present to someone. Being present. Hang on yeah. a second. Just yeah. do a little dance, Johnny. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's cool. The Here the book go. itself actually is called um, Languages. Is it called Languages? It's called the Five Love Languages. Yeah. By Chapman. And um, they say it's gift giving, quality time, mm -hmm. physical touch, yep. acts of service or devotion, mm -hmm. and words of affirmation. Okay, so the human beings that, that grow up through their families, they end up leaning towards some of those more than others. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you know your partner's um, languages of love in order of priority, yeah, um, you've got a big, you're ahead of the game. Right. Oh, here we go, Johnny. <laughs> what are mine? Oh, what are my uh, languages, Johnny? Uh, I think you like uh, acts, uh, gift giving, gifts, and 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 acts, actual acts, doing things. Yeah, doing I things do. For you. Yeah, and but you also like a cuddle, and you also like being present, and you're. I like the affirmations. Affirmations, yeah. So they sort of go down in oh, levels of priority. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and I fail miserably, <laughs> but all of those, <laughs> yeah, I, they, yeah. If you can't do it, you teach it, right? Yeah. So. So, no, you don't. So if you know those those love languages of your partner, you're ahead of the game. And and if you can uh, convey your love languages to your partner, they'll be ahead of the game. So it's uh, kind of like speaking their language. It is. It's like making an effort. Yeah. And if your and if your love your languages of love are different, which yeah. the, most times yeah. they are, yeah. Um, you won't get it. If you you have hold no value in someone giving you a gift, but you're in a relationship with someone who just loves. Getting flowers. Getting flowers or oh, trinkets I'm or whatever. I'm winking at the moment. Actually, I can't go. wink, but um, I'm winking. Uh, you just don't get that, right? But right. if but if you actually go to the trouble and go, no, I think this person's a, a, a gift person. They're a gift person. I'm not. If I'm invested in this relationship, I'd better start buying us some gifts. You yeah. Know? I better start getting a bit of trouble. So, uh, okay. So if you understand those languages, it's not about poo-pooing someone else's preference. No. They're all equal, right? Oh, yeah. So there's nothing... Because I, I know for me, yes, I, I am into a bit of the gift-giving thing. Not wrong, just different. Yeah. Mm. And it's not even about the gift. Mm. It's, it's got nothing to do with the gift. It's yeah. the effort. It is. It's the trouble. You could go and, and yeah. Yeah, you know, people you know, make their own gift cards. They, yeah, that's it. That's it, exactly. They'll bring you something, like a, even just a daisy from the garden, which didn't cost you anything. But yeah. But you had to go to the trouble. That's right. And that you thought about them. Yeah. And you wanted to thought give them about something. Them. Yeah. And something that says, I've observed you enough. Yep. To know that this is, you know, what I think you'll like. That's it. And I'm not a hugger, but you are, so I'm giving you a hug. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, but you are a hugger, yeah. by the way. I, I am. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, like a, I like a cuddle. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> do. That's lovely. So um, so check out those, the, yeah. the five the five languages. Love, love languages. The love languages, yeah, by Chapman's, if you want to know more about that. Yeah, and we have another podcast about relationships in, in the office and how to... Um, uh, maximize their potential and also how to with conflict management as well so so with those other types of relationships um, that affect your your professional life yeah uh, there's some great stuff I can't remember the name of that podcast. yeah earlier yeah. on actually yeah. there's specifics so yeah. you know I, I think you could go check out any of the other earlier podcasts around mm. anger mm. around crying you know those you yeah. know if you've got s- someone who's specifically displaying some form of emotion that yeah. you're finding challenging yeah. to have to manage. Always go back and check those earlier podcasts because there's some real gem yeah. and we um, also have tips one, in there. We have one coming up about loss and grief as well. So. Yeah, we do actually next yeah. week. I think it is. Yep. So, yeah. I, and I guess the other thing, one thing I want to really talk about when it comes to office relationships or you know getting on with people mm-hmm. at work, is if you own this small business, uh, one thing that you know is a big takeaway from me is to make sure that you're coming away with um, no expectation of um, things in return other than, you know, the work expectation that you have, yeah. but not um, not uh, building resentment that you're doing things above and beyond yeah. what an employer might do and then expect uh, actions and um 
commitment above and beyond what the job is. I think what we need to be able to do is say, I, I do have an expectation around, you know, job requirements mm. and job description. And I do have, a, you know, discussion around expectations and values for this business with the employee. But anything else that I do for the employee, I do, or, you know, the conversations that I have, um, I do with unconditional positive regard. And I don't have an expectation of anything in return. And lots of gratitude as well. Yeah, lots of gratitude. And I just do it because I'm one human working Mm. with another human. Mm. And I'm not doing it because, you know, that means I'll get more out of that person Mm. at work. It actually doesn't matter. I'm just doing it because, you know, I'm a human helping another human. And if you're an affirmations person and a person with kindness, then that's it. But if it's outside of the, the job description, it's just because you're a human being. Yeah, it's just because you're a human being, you know, and, mm. and the job description is enough. In fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, called, which I'd highly recommend for everyone. It's mm. called um, My Millennial Money, I think it is, mm. or something like that. Mm. And there's these um, millennials um, sitting down talking about um, asking for a pay rise at work. And they said one of the things that would be really cool to do is to set some, you know, some evidence Mm. that you're trying hard at work and therefore you can justify asking Mm. for a pay rise. And one of the first steps that you might do is just actually make an effort to turn up to work on time. That's it. That's I thought, hard. yeah, I'm listening to millennials there, so. Yep, now, <laughs> that's it. Now, I wouldn't, I don't want to end this podcast without throwing in just a couple of extra things that are sure. in my mind. Um, and that is uh, why people choose each other right at the beginning of this podcast. We talked oh, about yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, we and, did talk about that. Um, and, and to throw in there that there's, um, as, as we grow up, we are our models. Our, oh, yeah. Our parents and the, and the important people that we look up to as children, um, they're showing us what adults are. And we also watch relationships. Yeah, as true. well growing up. So we, we go looking for, for what we believe is normal. So if you uh, grow up in, a, in, a, in an abusive household, um, true. There's, there's, a, there's a chance that you will lean towards an abusive own household yep. um, to learn about self-love. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but once again, they're, they're the models. So, so you will, I think it was uh, Freud who said that we marry either our mother or our father or a combination of either. So you, you pick little traits. And same for, uh, we talk about the chemical stuff, you know, there's certain traits that you will see and watch yeah. and witness with, yeah. with adults as you grow up and it's those traits that you become attracted to. Yeah, that's true. So that's worth mentioning. And the other one is around gratitude and, and expectation and that is um, it, it, whatever you lend your attention to grows. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. So in the positive and the negative, wouldn't and you say, Johnny? In both, in both. So, yeah. if you, so if you're in a relationship and someone does something that you like, Give that attention. If they do something you don't like, give it less attention. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the challenge though, isn't it? Absolutely. Because sometimes I do things that you don't like and I know that you're not going to like it and so mm. I just do it. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't give it much attention. <laughs> well, sometimes I do it because I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I think we've sort of, have we round that off, you reckon? I don't know. Think so. Okay. I think so. I think so. I think there's some pretty cool tips in there. And some of those tips, you know, it's not about just being in a relationship with someone. It could be at work or it could be your neighbour or it could be your mum or, yeah. you know, they're, they're kind of universal rules, really. They are. Rules is the wrong word. Guidelines, ideas, tips. Yeah. yeah. All and of that, those things. And because we're, we're into connection, um, uh, having other people in your life uh, that enhance your life is, is a good thing. And if you enhance theirs at the same time, it uh, can't get much better than that. Yeah. And I guess, can I can I just end on a really sort of 
I don't know, a bit of a spiritual note is that I, I think the best relationship you can ever have on this earth is with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to have a really good one of those first before yeah. you can have one with anyone else. Yeah. And you've also got to forgive yourself when your own relationship with yourself yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know, when you beat yourself up and you've got negative self-talk or you've done something that you really don't like yourself for, yeah. um, being able to forgive yourself yeah. um, and love yourself as much as you would love somebody else. How do you love anyone else if you don't love yourself? I don't get yeah. that. Unconditional love for self and for all self. others. Forgiveness yeah. and acceptance. Yeah. There it is. Well, that's beautiful, Johnny. Cool. I love you. You too, very much. Bye all. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time. <laughs>